Welcome back, Doc. I'm back. It's been a while, hadn't it? A little too long. I mean, you were I you I and I, I did about me. you and I did the virtual thing for the regiment channel, and I mean, that you was know, only. I was upset you never uploaded it. I mean, uh, because like everything that you talked about, me and Nelson actually talked about, so it wasn't really it was kind of pointless. What's that, sweetheart? Huh? Yeah, we're, we started now. You making this? Sp- I mean, Alicia's making spaghetti tonight, so. Ooh. No, Seth made chicken and potatoes last night. Oh yeah. Was, mm, her potatoes are phenomenal. Um, she lo- makes this mac and cheese that's bomb as fuck. It's TikTok recipe. So how how you liking old Virginia? Better than Chicago. Is it Virginia or West Virginia? Virginia. Oh, There's okay. not as many trailer parks here. Yeah, it's also not like West Virginia is actually like the highest inbred state, apparently. That's got the most cases of inbred. The trailer park thing kind of makes sense. You ever seen Soft White Underbelly? What? It's called, it's a docuseries on YouTube called Soft White Underbelly. And basically what it is, it's like uh, this guy does a documentary. He, he, there's this family, I can't remember their names. I want to say they're the Whitakers but they're the most inbred family in America. And it was like this, this guy, this guy was like married his cousin. And then they had 16 kids and every single one of them is like, got something on going on with them. Yes. And then like, but it, I got to give props to the community because the neighbors were very protective of that family. When that guy went there to actually like kind of interview them and like, you know, get to know them. The neighbors met him with like shotguns and told him to get the fuck out of here because yeah, because they're all related. Well, yeah, because little people will go over there and bother them and like just to see him as it, like you know and treat him like a ro- like a fucking freak show, which is it's super sad. But at the same time, like they're all it's like they're they're human beings. Like it's not their fault that I mean, that. Of. I mean, don't do that. <laughs> they're human beings, and it's not their fault that they're that that's happened to them. Like they had no control of that. But like um, the hills have eyes. Yeah, uh, yeah, like a lot of people are saying, wrong turn, but um, the uh, wrong turn. What? See, I understand it's not their fault. Uh, being born that way. Now, if they continue on the family tradition, well, obviously they didn't. That's like, a choice. No, they didn't. They're all old now, and like they don't have any like kids of their own. Uh, okay, okay. So, like, you know, they're just kind of like their own little community, like a couple of trailers in the mountains that are just they're there with each other. Is this related to the the blue people? No. Uh, no. I don't think so. You know what I'm talking about? No. I, there's a family lineage that their skin is legitimately blue. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. But, no, it's not It's not like that. Like, um, Okay. But, uh, like, apparently, like, the guy that did the, documents, the documentary – on them uh he's really helped out the family he like gave like overhauled their trailers kind of gave them a better quality of life and stuff and now they make some money to like you know get their food and everything they need to to live on and you know but the only unfortunate thing is because they were so publicized people often go over there looking for them because they want to see it and it's just like leave them the fuck alone but um yeah, it's like this this guy and his cousin, like, they, they married and they had 16 kids before they passed. And it was just like, you know, every single one of the kids have undiagnosed, uh, like, like mental health disorders and physical disorders that, like, you know, it's just. It was only, it was only his cousin? It wasn't closer? It, it was his close. It was his cousin, apparently. Mm. 
probably his first cousin, like his uh, his mom or dad's like blood sister's cousin, daughter. Yeah, like a like a blood relative. But um, so, but you're having fun out there, huh? Nice weather. Yes. Well, Any, not this week. It's been raining as fuck this week. But I know. You know what? It always it always rains on Memorial Day weekend. It's sunny right now, actually. Here it is, too. I mean, it's the the whole weekend. This is probably the first Memorial weekend I've seen where the weather's actually going to be nice the whole weekend, I think. It's, uh, I mean, look. Yeah, we're not even supposed to get rain this whole weekend, which is crazy because Memorial weekend is usually like we get one big fucking storm. I remember every year Memorial weekend I would go camping, and it rained every year. And... um and it was really, really hot. So, but this year it's, it seems nice. And, you know, I mean, I got to work on Memorial day, which fucking sucks, but Hey, I can't wait to hear. I, I can't wait to hear people start walking up to me at work. Be like, happy Memorial day. I'm like, I'm still alive. It's like a lot of people just lose touch of what Memorial day really is. And I can't, some civilians you, you can't truly blame because they don't know. A lot of the time. No, they don't. It's not their fault just, that they don't know. Yeah. What's wrong with you? You it's, seem like you're fucking out of it. Bro, this is just me chill. This is you chill? This is just me chill. I don't have anything to truly stress over here. It's nice. Yeah. At least not yet, I guess. Poor Nelson. He's stuck over <clears throat> at Great Lakes. Dang, dealing with Great Lakes things. Mm. He is Dan trying to. Doc is gone. Did you hear, um, apparently they're making a push to where, um, like the program that he's in and stuff like being a corpsman will transfer over to, you know, RN stuff once you get out. They've kind of had that for a while. We've always been able to challenge stuff. It's just been a pain in the ass. Not a lot of people do it. It it usually is. It's kind of the same thing. Like fun fact, a lot of people don't know this, but Apache, Apache pilots, um, have to relicense as a helicopter pilot when they get out. Like they can't just go in and like their, their flight hours don't transfer. Yeah. And like, they start basically from scratch, even though they haven't, they know how to fly, but they start completely from scratch and have to go back to pilot school, get certain amount of hours in before they can get their license. And it's like, they can have like 50,000 hours as a fucking Apache pilot. And they still, and none of it counts. That's crazy. Some of the doctors are similar to that because if they if they don't go back to the state that they're from, they have to start like that whole licensing thing all over again. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, I understand because medical practice in the military is like a bastardized version of civilian world. So, I mean, like look at the dentists in the military. I remember going to the dentist and they had to give me a filling, and he was just like butchering my mouth. And I'm like, is that necessary? He's like, did you think you were going to get good dental here? You're in the army because they don't care. They, they have so they, many people to just work through. They just. I know. I saw a different dentist almost every single time that I went to dental. It was so annoying. I didn't have one single fucking doctor to deal with. Um, think about a regular dentist. Like how many patients they probably see. Honestly, I don't think it's that many because not even everyone really goes to a dentist. No. Or even has fucking dental insurance that can afford it. Because dental insurance to me has always seemed like a luxury for the most part. It, it kind of is. I mean, not really. Um Alicia's treated like it anyways. Alicia's insurance company does dental and um, she was telling me that they can like, you know, basic dental plan is like 30 bucks a month. So they're going to give me details next week after the holiday weekend. But yeah, I need to go to the dentist. I need to cleaning and stuff. I think I have a cavity that needs to be filled, but, but yeah, um, you haven't been really, you know, like part of this show for a while. 
I know it's depressing. Yeah. A lot, I, honestly, I kind of haven't been either because I've been in school and stuff. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to get the ball back, rolling back on this because of this summer and I'm trying to, like, double down on everything. Um, trying to have a steady stream schedule going on starting in the summer. I'm actually going to try to start it this weekend where I, you know, like a, a few hours on certain days, like, but consistently every day. Like Tuesdays, I want to stream after class is done. I want to bring mm-hmm. back the Tactical Tuesday thing. And then um, Wednesdays are tough because I get out of class after 10 o'clock. And then uh, Thursdays. I can probably do, but I got the regiment stream on Thursday and doing a regiment stream. And then my stream right after is pretty rough. It's, it's, I mean, it's not rough, but it's, uh, you know, it's a lot like, you know, doing back to back, it's like pulling back to back streams. So, and then I want to do stuff on the weekend and then I want to keep up with this shit because, you know, the podcast is important to me and we've, I've always been podcast first and streaming late streaming second. So I also want to get back up. To me, it's been the, the most disappointing part about moving. Why? Because I enjoyed, I enjoyed the legitimate conversation. Yeah. You won't get that where you're episode. at probably, huh? It's harder because I'm also more introverted and I don't want to talk to people a lot. And you, you still have to find those people that have that common interest that are also not stupid and are able to have an intelligent in-depth conversation and that aren't just on the fucking surface they're like oh yeah that's a cool game and then that's the end of the conversation they don't know anything about it they're just like yeah, yeah. i like that game or i've heard well, of they it don't even give a shit they don't give a shit about the rest they're like oh that's cool and i'm like well i can't have this conversation with you there's been so many times it's funny because um one of the topics that we've talked about you know the uh the malware backdoor malware being installed on the nvidia drivers yeah my databases teacher, I went into class and he had a gaming PC in there that was just sitting there. I'm like, is that yours? He's like, actually, no, it's a friend of mine's son. Um, he, he updated the driver on his, uh, on his graphics card and, um, and then his computer stopped working. And I was like, what is this graphics card? He says an NVIDIA. And I was just like, and then I told him about that. I said, he might have act, I'm like, where did he get the download from? He's like, he doesn't know, and I don't know. And I'm like, did he get it from NVIDIA's website? He said, I think he might have, but he, I mean, he's not sure. And I'm like, I told him, I said, well, I'm sure you don't, I don't know if you know about this, but NVIDIA had a security breach where they got hacked, and the hackers um, got holds of the certifications for the driver updates and have been putting them out with malware. He's like, I, he's like, have they really? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, I didn't even know that. I'm like, and, but it just wasn't from the site specifically. Right. So um, it can't, it, NVIDIA's website's good because they updated their certifications so that you knew. But um, the other certifications, and the reason why that they got hold of the certifications so they, they can actually put them out there and Windows Defender won't catch it because it looks at it like a legitimate certif- certification. Yeah, and it's got the NVIDIA. Well, because it, 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 it actually, it, it, it doesn't look like it is an, a legitimate certification, but it's not like, a new updated one because NVIDIA got breached and then Windows Defender doesn't catch it. The certification looks legitimate. They download the, the update and the update has fucking malware in it and it bricks your shit. Yeah, like shit tacked on the back end of it. But he ended up rebuilding the entire graphics card from the inside out and um, he what said... professor did? Yeah. He ended up, well, I mean, like he's a databases teacher and a coding teacher, so he like... He knows how to get into the code of stuff and like fix it. 
But he said he suspected that it might be a virus, and I told him that. He's like, then that's definitely what it is, and that's what it was. He's like, you know what? From he's like, you know all about that stuff. I'm like, oh yeah. I said I I look into. I said if you want if you have any issues when it comes to like hardware with the gaming computers and stuff, like I can figure it out for you, and then you just do the technical part that actually does the fix. Like you should have told him that you have a podcast. I did. I did. But okay. he's he's not all okay. into that all stuff. Right. Ah. In my uh, mobile app to programming class that I'm in, like, the students were all like, what's your podcast? I want to see. And I'm like, it's this. And they're like, oh, cool. I'm going to watch it and listen. I'm like, all right. So I'm going to warn you right now, though. (laughs) (laughs) Bet. Say less. I was like, Like, hey. The name is there for a reason. I I, I told them there. I I told them. I was like, "Uh, a little bit of a disclaimer here. It's not exactly a family-friendly podcast i said if it's it gets pretty fucking heavy and dark with our humor and stuff and i said it's just a couple of vets that sit around and joke and smoke and talk about gaming news and then every once in a while i show my buddies some horrible things on the internet so keep that in mind deep throat gummy bears with your brother oh yeah you know like fucking so you do that way too well I've seen a lot of porn. Anyway. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's, so this week we have, um, we're going to actually be up to date on the topics this week because last time um, we had to re, we had to circle back and talk about old shit because the, the shit we talked about, we lost that episode. So now we're, we're back in the swing of things. Nelson's not here today because he's in Texas. Texas. He's in Tejas. Um, but if you, uh, if you watched last episode, you guys um, saw me at the beginning of the episode. We I discussed that like uh, Raven was voting to unionize last week, and the uh, we didn't have the results of the vote yet. the The results of the vote came out on Monday, just like I thought they would. And I did put like a clip of, in front of that updating said that Raven did actually win the union vote. So, but we're gonna actually get more details about it today. So, congratulations, Raven! You are now officially the first unionized gaming. Uh, developer with Activision. That does happen to us a lot. What we're we're behind, or we we talk about well, something during the episode whenever, and then the, yeah, when it then, gets posted and then fuck it. That's why I'm like, you know, I'm gonna start posting this fucking shit on like Sundays because, like, it always seems like there's an update right before I post it, and we're always looking. Even, more. even before you started editing it, I think that would still happen. Yeah, I mean, like, I usually start editing it, like, on Monday or Tuesday, and then I post it on Wednesday, but then the the news is updated. Like, there's a new update to that, those those topics, like, the following week, and then right before it's posted, we're, like, it's uploading, and then there's an update. I'm like, son of a bitch. Oh, I meant back when we just straight recorded it with... With audio only? Ang- with Anchor? Yeah, with just the audio. Well, yeah, we used Audacity. I'm glad it was I, it, it, crazy how we've evolved, isn't it? All right. Um, so we're going to actually dive into, first thing, um, the Raven Software Union win. So also this week, what? Win. Win. Uh-oh. No, it's... I hear Windows. It's just the fucking... Um, it was like a pop-up. Anyway, uh, Microsoft... Hey, we've is, had shit happen before, and we lost half an episode. Trust me, it's I'm watching... I'm monitoring it, and it's all here. <laughs> So Microsoft, Microsoft is working on an Xbox cloud streaming stick. Whatever that is. It's pro- called Project Keystone. Is there like, going to be beer? That's what, actually what I was about to say. Keith Stone. 
It's such a shitty beer. It's not meant to be a good beer. It's meant to be just get you fucked up and have no flavor. It's like Natty Ice and Keystone. It's, the, it's, it's a party beer. That's all it is. It's made to, to butt chug it and shit. It's all. It's it's for parties. It's a broke beer. That's what that is. And broke beer. It's budget beer. That's what it is. Budget, budget beer. Um, so let's talk about an NFT today because we talk Wait, about I, these all the time. That's, huh? that's quick. I'm, I'm literally just going off the list of topics. Oh, okay. Continue. Sorry. So Seth Green was going to make a TV show about uh, the NFT board ape, which is like the one that really kind of propelled the NFT hype. But the rights to that was stolen because NFTs have been very notorious about getting hacked and stolen. And, um, now he can no longer make the show because it was it was taken from him, and um, now someone else owns the rights, and they have said that they have no intentions of giving it back. Suck, suck, nerd. Don't get into NFTs. Did you skip the Xbox Cloud stream? No, I literally just mentioned it. You didn't? Did you not hear me say it? No. What the hell is going on here? Game Rant's not working. Uh, this is a 2042 update. What happened? The Microsoft working on an Xbox cloud streaming. I already talked about that. It was the second thing. You not hear me say called Project Keystone. You said, "Oh, like the beer." Oh, I thought we were still talking about Raven Software. No, I'm an idiot. So Battlefield 2042 has an update and 4.1 patch. In the notes, we're going to talk about that and a change and all the changes that are coming to Battlefield. You know, more connexes and sandbags and shit. Almost like they're going to be a finished game soon. Almost. Um, I'm really disappointed to hear about what they talked about with a specialist, though. Yeah. Uh, they they yeah. seem so out of touch of why we don't like them. and They, they don't care. They want to be able to they, sell shit in the store. Well, the reason why they, 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 they like, you know, they said that we, uh, we, what was the words that they said? It was something like, um, we kind of didn't catch on to why... Um, players didn't, uh, we, we failed to recognize why players didn't like the specialists, but now we recognize it. And then their answer to that was so out of touch. They said, um, they seem too clean for being in the environment that they're in. So what they did was they made them all gritty and dirty. So not the fact that completely not the reason why we don't like specialists. We don't like specialists. It was just like, they think we didn't like the way they looked. No, we don't like them at all because we don't like the way that they do the game. They said it. It takes away, like you know, the immersion and stuff like that when it comes to the core battlefield experience. So we yeah. made, so we made them look less clean. I'm like, that's not why we don't like them. There's no balance to it. No, like they could, they could make it work better, but they just if there don't. was more balance to it. Um, another EA news: EA is looking to sell the company or merge it with another company. That's insane because EA is basically the second biggest one next active dude it's it's like a gaming publisher and gaming game developer fucking fire sale right now you got square enix activision um and then now ea and and then you got ubisoft ubisoft's talking about doing that too so it's like everybody's just fucking selling right now it's crazy uh, i see i see ea and activision are like the verizon and at&t basically kind of the yeah. gaming world Pretty much, Where yeah. the other ones are kind of like, they're there, but they're, no one cares. I mean, the thing is, that they're there, but people do care because the ones that you, they're not as popular as them tend to make really good games. Even Except for, like, Ubisoft and, and all them and all them shits, but... Have as much support, so... Um, so, we've talked about this before, but um, 
the uh, you remember that breach with Twitch? Yeah, this is what this is about. Yeah, I know. Like the breach with Twitch, where people's uh, um, payouts were leaked and all that stuff, and how much money the streamers made. It was like a huge uh, security breach. It unveiled that there were actual streamers out there money laundering. Um, and as a result, 18 have been arrested now in the Twitch money laundering scandal. And this all was happening out of Turkey. So we'll dive into that. That's an interesting one. And you know what also is really Gucci? Gucci. <laughs> Gucci's getting into esports now mm. in a weird move, right? So, company. I bet they're going to have some fire esports merch, though. So, it says the links between luxury fashion and gaming are strengthening as Gucci launches an academy to support emerging esports players to go professional. So, now Gucci's getting involved with esports, which is a very weird move, honestly. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't shock me, though, because 100 Thieves did a collaboration with them a few months ago. With Gucci? Yeah. They did a couple, I think it was a few, it was some hoodies or something that were Gucci made. Like, they're expensive as fuck because they're Gucci. But they, they did a partnership with 100 Thieves for like 100 uh, hoodies, something, something like that. It may have been sneakers, bags. I don't remember what it was, but they did a partnership with 100 Thieves. So this is actually, following that is not surprising. Yeah. Father, son, house of Gucci. <laughs> Lady Gaga did that in the Gucci movie. I haven't heard about her in a while. Yeah, she's an actress now, I guess. Um, so a real life, there's another topic, real life Witcher school was shut down after CD Projekt Red pulls a license. And I think LARPers everywhere are going to have a fucking meltdown because, you know, they can't fucking cast spells and, and kill creatures. It sounds, all I think of is Viva La Dirt League's videos with this. I mean, like Witcher Lock, the Witcher can you Lock imagine is. saying, I can't, I can't, uh, I have to call off work this weekend because I, uh, I have, um, a Witcher's class yeah, on like Saturday. Nothing. Like the movie role models. Nothing, honey. You're right. There's nothing wrong with that. I'm sorry. She sounds like she's upset that she can't go. She's like, it. what's wrong with that? And I'm like, nothing. You're right. Nothing's wrong. Let people let people LARP in peace, I guess. Um, and then the last one we're going to talk about, which is something that I guess I kind of saw coming, given the fact that a lot of streamers and content creators have been streaming themselves in some gameplay on TikTok. Um, and now TikTok is actually rolling out a Twitch-like feature to be a game streaming platform, which I cannot see going well because TikTok is owned by communist fucking China. I mean, they were going to suspend my account because I said Amber Heard was a cunt. In the overall sense. Can you they, send me that article as well? Uh, did, I not, did I not send it to you? Nope. Shit, bro. I'm so sorry. Technical difficulty. That wasn't technical difficulty. That was a, uh, a mishap on my part. Stand by. Sitting by. Why did you send me the Zynga thing? Why? Where's my cursor? Oh, there it is. That was that was uh, more for you personally, just oh. to check out because it was interesting. There, there's the article. So yeah, TikTok is rolling out a Twitch-like feature because they want to get into the wild world of content creation. A eh? well, more so than they're already doing. Yeah, more so than they are now. So they're honestly kind of killing the game. 
I mean, they're killing everything. It's fucking, <laughs> it's weird that like I get more news updates on TikTok than anything else. But it, also the way that uh, China runs the algorithm is that we, it's designed to show us certain things and yeah. it's designed to show their people another thing. So like kids in China on their TikTok algorithm, it shows like, Educational, acad- acad- educational achievements and like professional achievements and stuff like that where we see the mcdonald's version of it where it's just like fat people and the fucking weirdest people that like post the weirdest shit on tiktok like got a bitch eating a mcchicken twerking chicken you, you got a chick camera. you got a chick with like a fucking boob down in her knee and another one that's like up here still and her like eyes are crossed and she's missing teeth and she's just like i'm going on the boat today and you're just like what the fuck and, like, my algorithm is all kinds of wicked. Leave Becky alone. I will not leave Becky alone. All right, kids, let's talk about Raven. Caca. Caca. So. Hey, maybe when they, after they unionize, uh, they can fucking fix Call of Duty. You would hope. Or Warzone. I'm not holding my breath. Can you believe that, yeah. War, like, Modern Warfare 2 is going to have a Tarkov-like thing? I can see it. It's, it's becoming a pretty popular game style. Uh, yeah, but no one really does it as well as Tarkov and, and um, Hunt Showdown. Like, well, of course, because they're the originators. Tarkov is, like, way too in-depth, and Call of Duty will never, ever live up to it. It can't. I think it's going to end up being more Blackout mixed with Warzone. I don't, I don't know. With so, a splash of Tarkov. So a group of 28 quality assurance testers in the Activision Blizzard subsidiary Raven software won their bid for a union on Monday afternoon. The workers, yeah, three cheers for fucking Raven. Uh, The workers who have organized as the Game Workers Alliance told the Washington Post they hope others in the video game industry will follow suit. And I honestly think they will. Oh, yeah, they've already started. This is huge. Because not only has it shown that they, not only has it shown that they can, but it also shows that the publisher has zero influence on it. So not only are they able to, but it's achievable. It's not something that, that that'll get shut down. Even no matter how hard the publisher pushes to shut it down, it's not going to get shut down. Like, because everyone's like, fuck you, Activision, your bullshit is not going to sway our opinions. And this is, this is fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. So, eligible workers at Raven Software, which make Call of Duty titles in Madison, Wisconsin, hey, mailed in ballots to vote the election this month. The Milwaukee Office of the National Labor Relations Board counted the ballots via video conference Monday afternoon with a tally of 19 voting in favor and three against. Who are those fucking three? I think the three were just like, they were afraid. Bobicotic. No, they were, they were and, scared. And his two friends. They, they believed in like Activision's bullshit. So both parties have until May 31st to file an objection. If no objection is filed, the result becomes official on on that date. So today's the 28th, so they have a couple of days. They have two until Tuesday. And Raven management must begin bargaining with the union in good faith. The vote comes as Activision Blizzard works on finalizing the deal to be acquired by Microsoft for nearly 69 billion bucks. <laughs> 69. Nice. The outcome of this election, the voice of the people coming together to vote yes 
for this union is further validation that even a small group of folks in Madison, Wisconsin, standing together in solidarity can face against a triple A studio giant like Activision. What I just said. And come out on the other side victorious, said Becca Agner, a Raven Software quality assurance tester who was part of the vote. Now that the fight for recognition is through. What was that? My dog. Now that the fight for recognition is through, we can focus on our efforts on negotiations. We'll fight for respect, fight for better wages, better benefits, better work-life balance, fight for uh, sustainability and job security, and continue to fight for our fellow workers in solidarity. It's funny because actually one of my um, one of my projects for my writing class was unionizing in the video game industry and why it's beneficial. And my teachers actually, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. What is fucking happening upstairs? Is Alicia up there? Yeah, but I think her package came. So um, we respect and believe in the right to, of all employees to decide whether or not to support a vote for a union, Activision Blizzard spokeswoman Jessica Taylor said in a statement on the post. No, you fucking don't. No, you don't. You don't believe in the right of all employees to decide to unionize or not. If you did, you wouldn't have tried to sway their opinion to not do it. You know what I mean? She, is she the one that tried to sway? Um, I don't know. I don't know if it was her in particular, but she is a spokeswoman for Activision Blizzard, and Activision Blizzard has really, really been pushing on the fact that they don't want workers to do this. But that so. means, isn't a spokeswoman, they just get told what to say on behalf of the company? I think so. So She could just be a victim of circumstances. She said, we believe that an important decision that will impact the entire Raven software studio, roughly 350 people, should not be made by 19 of Raven employees. We're committed to doing what's best for the studio and our employees. No, you're not. If you were, you wouldn't be getting sued by everybody. On Monday, the National Labor Relations Board also accused Activision Blizzard of illegally threatening employees and their collective action rights with a strict social media policy. You're calling me shocked. Yeah, right? Did your package get here? Oh, fuck. I'm so sorry. I left What'd Alicia. you do? I forgot to close Alicia's trunk when she brought the groceries home. I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, so Activision Blizzard said these allegations are false. Your statement on that is false. Activision Blizzard spokeswoman, uh, spokesperson Jessica Taylor told the Post in a statement, employees may and do talk freely about these workplace issues without re- retaliation. That is also false. Do they now? And our social media policy expressly incorporates employees' NLRA rights. Objection hearsay? Objection. Lack of foundation. Um, the unionization... Um, <laughs> objection defecation. <laughs> the unionization push at Raven began after 12 quality assurance con- contractors were let go in December 2021. In late January, Raven testers filed a petition with the NLRB for a union election after a parent company, Activision Blizzard, missed a deadline set by the group to voluntarily recognize the nascent union named the Game Workers Alliance. Days after the petition was filed, Raven management moved quality assurance testers to different departments across the studio, saying the company was moving forward an embedded tester model. Activision Blizzard contested the filing, arguing that any union at Raven would have to encompass all of the studio's approximately 230 employees 
and that the embedded testing model proved that the QA was integrated with other teams. Labor lawyers it makes sense though. I, yeah, I know. Labor like lawyers include all the employees. Well, yeah, it has to. It can't just be like a set group of employees. I mean, some shops are like that, but um, labor lawyers in the post. Labor, lawyer, labor lawyers, the Post consulted, said that asking for a larger eligible voting group was a strategy aimed at diluting the union support. The NLRB's decision in late April rejected Activision's argument, finding that the set of quality assurance testers was an appropriate bargaining unit. The unionization push and the response from the management attracted lawmakers' attention. In February, Senator Tammy Baldwin called on Activision CEO Bobby the Cuck-Cottick to stop any union-busting efforts. The National Labor Relations Board mailed out ballots to quality assurance testers who were with the company during the pay period ending April 16th. While the number of Raven quality assurance testers has held steady at around 30 employees, the composition of the team has changed over the course of the five-month unionization effort. Since the 12 QA testers were let go in December, Activision hired nine testers who are now eligible to vote. This led to some scrambling on the potential union's part to recruit new hires, the Raven workers told the Post. This is a really long article. Yeah. Management at Raven. Yeah, I mean, it's a Washington Post article. So. It, that's true. Management at Raven had been sending employees messages holding meetings about upcoming election, according to the current Raven software employees. At the end of April 26, town hall leadership at Raven suggested unionization would might impede game development and affect promotions and benefits. That's not true because unions promote benefits and also promote a better workplace. Depending on well, the I union. think they're trying to say, they're like, we're basically not going to promote you if you unionize. Well, they were, That's what it sounds like. They were trying to say that unionizing could uh, affect the flow of game development, which isn't, you mean you're not going to have guys crunching? Yeah, games In are going to, you mean games are going to take more time to make because um, the work-life balance needs to be taken into, taken into consideration now? Yeah, of course. Yes, it's going to affect game development, but it's going to affect the outcome of your product in a more positive light because you will not be able to crunch employees unless they want to take in those hours. That's the difference. With a union, they like if you put in the extra hours, you will get compensated for those extra hours. But that's your option to do so. You don't have to be forced. Even though they, they say we're not forcing anyone to take in all this extra overtime, like they are, but they aren't. They they aren't officially, but unofficially yeah. what's happening is that they are basically um if you don't like do it, they're gonna they're they're strong arming you because if you don't put in that extra effort, they're gonna get rid of you. Mm, there's always somebody else that's looking to have their dream job. Right. So they're just like, they look at everybody like you're completely replaceable. So if you, if you don't want to do it, that's up to you. But um, your internship is going to be done afterwards if you don't do it. The gaming industry is like the military. So um, where did I say? they sent an email to employees the next day with a graphic attached that read, please vote no. Several Raven employees told the Post they found management's anti-union messaging to be disappointing and ineffective as they voted yes. I don't think I like how they worded that. I know. I don't think throughout any of this I've really had time to process how I felt, one Raven QA tester said. I mailed my ballot and then got right back to work. I think it'll probably all hit me like a ton of bricks when this is finally over. What's even more exciting is that when what this means for us at Raven is the precedent this sets for the game industry. 
the tester said. Quality assurance testers being underpaid and exploited as a standard with the unions. We can change that. I hope that ours is the first union for many QA workers, and I'm really looking forward to seeing which studios next. As parts of Activision Blizzard and the games industry pay attention to the Raven vote, a former Raven worker echoed the sentiment that they hoped more organization would spread through the North American gaming industry. As I'm no longer with the company, I wish the best for the team, and I look forward to seeing the results of the union push everyone worked so hard to get, said a former Raven quality assurance tester, requesting anonymity for fear of retaliation. Um, they added that the labor movement at Raven helped them see the greater issues in the game industry and that they've been seeing similar issues at their current workplace. Didn't Ubisoft also do something like this? Like they petitioned to unionize? Um, there was another company or a developer that I remember hearing about that's basically doing the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, Ubisoft. And they had a lot of workplace culture issues as well. Yeah. But they've been overshadowing all of it by not responding because they're really pushing for their fucking NFT stuff. Yeah. And it's, potentially selling the company. Because it's fucking Ubisoft. You know, I gotta say, I'm proud of you. Look at what college is doing to you. You went through that whole article and barely fucked up anything. Yeah, Nelson would beg to differ. Then again, the day that the last episode that me and him did, um, we had woken up early to go golfing and um, it stormed that day and I didn't get much sleep the night before. So I was fucking exhausted reading through all these articles. So I was like jumbling all over the fucking place. We also couldn't stay on topic. We had a really hard time with that. Wow. That's, that's never happened on this podcast. Why do you think the episode's called the sidebar? We've never gotten off topic on this podcast. No, that never happens. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy. I think we're, we, we stay on topic pretty well. So we're going to talk about Microsoft and their cloud streaming stick. Whatever. What is it? Like a fucking. It's like a fire stick for gaming. So Stadia, but so, not. A, okay. Just think like instead of having a console that imagine like a fire stick. So, you so Stadia. Console, you just. You just I, I don't. Stadia was a fucking fail. Well, I know it was, but it was like a little fucking little little square thing that looked like a receiver. It wasn't even a console. It was like a little fucking, it was like a fire stick. Wrong timing, wrong place, wrong time, I guess. I don't know. You got to have the backbone to be able to make I honestly work. don't see, and like Nelson brought up a good point about like cloud gaming is not sustainable because you. I agree. It relies heavily on the fact that you need really good internet connection to, to even do it. And how many people have fantastic internet connection that's not especially for online play at that like if right. it's a one player game cool but for online even play? Yeah, online play no like the fucking you're gonna have crazy latency issues and i mean like look at what stadia did with destiny 2 when stadia rolled out um they uh there was like like a guy would look at the camera he would hit space bar and look at the camera and then his character would jump that's how bad the fucking input latency was it was crazy I just don't think it's sustainable because games now aren't going to be getting the full price for their games. But not own it. Exactly. So they're going to be getting less money overall to make the same game. So they're probably going to put out less quality shit. The worst part about it is that, and this was the issue that was brought up with Stadia, 
was like if something happens and the and the servers get shut down because they're just not supporting it anymore, do you still what ha- do you still own the game? And the answer is no, you don't. Yeah, because it was streaming. Yeah, it was streaming. So when that you when those go down, they don't transfer to any other cloud service. So you can't use it anymore. You can't play it. And the other shitty thing was when that rolled out, Destiny Two became free to play, and Stadia was charging full price for Destiny Two. So the full sixty bucks for the game, even though it was, so I, no, even though it was free. So what I think is going to be the difference between this is they're not going to really sell the game. They're going to have it where to really be able to use it, you have to have Game Pass. To where um, you're not buying the games regardless. Maybe. I know Stadia didn't have like a subscription thing like that. I know it was like you just bought the game. Um, yeah. And I think they rolled That's out a subscription. They, they rolled out a, a subscription service after. So with this, I mean, I guess the only thing that has going for them is that like it goes in hand in hand with your Game Pass. So... Or at least I think it does. We'll actually talk about it. Let's let's dive into the article. So Microsoft's push to lower the bar of entry for gaming continues with the Xbox Cloud Streaming Stick called codenamed Project Keystone. I don't know where they got this name from. I don't either. Microsoft has a new streaming dongle. <laughs> what a weird name. <laughs> has a new streaming dongle in development codenamed Project Keystone that aims to uh, aims to make affordable Xbox gaming through xCloud readily accessible. Our vision for Xbox cloud gaming is unwavering. Our goal is to enable people to play the games that they want on the devices they want, anywhere they want. Microsoft told Windows Central, as announced last year, we've been working on a game streaming device codenamed Keystone that could be connected to any TV or monitor without the need for a console. The aim for this new dongle is to lower the entry of cost for Xbox gaming, making it more affordable to anyone who wants to dip their toes in its growing catalog. You won't need a piracy current gen console or pricey. Yeah. I fucked up. There it is. You won't need a pricey current gen console to try out halo infinite, but you'll still need a steady and fast internet connection to take full advantage. It's still streaming after all. That's the fucking thing. You need a strong, stable internet connection. If you're like me who has spectrum and you don't have fiber, you're fucked. You can't do it. And now it's really only going to be in places like major cities too. That has fiber and stable fiber. Like you have to have a good, like a good ISP that's not going to be shut down because they have outages fucking regularly. Like, like spectrum spectrum has an outage like every week. It's so stupid. And they charge so much. If they do have spectrum or Cox or whatever the other company is, it's got, it has to be in like a major city. Has to be like Chicago, fucking New York City, shit like that. So, as part of any technical uh, technical journey, we are constantly evaluating our efforts, reviewing our our learnings, and ensuring that we are bringing value to our customers. Microsoft continued, "We have made the decision to pivot away from the current inter- iteration of the Keystone device. We will take our learnings and refocus our efforts to a new approach that will allow us to deliver Xbox Cloud gaming to more players around the world in the future." Wait, they had a Keystone device? I'm assuming. Is that what the picture is? Uh, you mean or, this? What, yeah. I mean, I don't... It looks... The, it, this This doesn't look like a device. This just looks like something that you hook up to your controller and it's like through Wi-Fi. The, it's like an the app. The one with the phone and the controller is kind of badass, though. I mean, yeah, it is. It's, pretty, it's I, a pretty cool like attachment. That. 
So development has been underway for two years with plenty of leaks and rumors circulating around that time. But Microsoft has gone back and drawing, gone back to the drawing board to reevaluate its approach, building Keystone back up with learned lessons. This likely means that we won't see it anytime soon. Damn. As for more concrete details, we can speculate that Keystone may run a version of Windows or Xbox's OS to expand beyond gaming and allow Microsoft to utilize its movies and TV media apps. But this would cut off other third-party apps like Netflix. Good. Fuck Netflix. As such, it's hard to pinpoint what the Keystone will look like, whether it'll be a strict gaming platform or a media hub such as Amazon Fire Stick, albeit more Xbox meat on its bones. Called it. I just it just made the most sense to me to compare it to that. I mean, it, yeah, like, it, but they don't even know if that's what's going to be. It's like, will it be like a fire yeah. stick or not? I I think it's going to be like a fire stick in the sense where you have the stick and you plug it in the in the TV. But I don't think it's going to be a hub like like how a console is. Like you can have all the the other apps and shit. I think it's only going to be for gaming. It, it might have to be. Um, it, you you try to add too much to something that you want to do, like it's just gonna you're gonna have more issues. So it's like yeah. I can't see it being anything more than gaming, you know. But you know they what get is Amazon's tech though. It could be possible. Who knows? So um, Seth Green, Seth Green can no longer make his NFT show after his board ape was stolen. Username, uh, a username Darkwing84 now owns the NFT. So Seth Green's new animated series is apparently in jeopardy after several of his NFTs were stolen, which has been happening a lot. Like people's like hundreds of millions of dollars of NFTs have been stolen by hackers. And it's like, of course it has. Of course it's, it's not a stable, like in gaming and shit, it's like NFTs are not a stable thing. So the upcoming project, White Horse Tavern, based on board ape NFT named Fred uh, Simeon has been in the works for some time, but per a report from Buzzfeed, it has since been halted as green technically no longer owns the rights to, to the character after a phishing scam. He says, what doesn't make sense to me is like, how, how do you just like lose the rights to something when you get scammed? See, here's the thing. So when people I don't, I, I don't know. Well, actually, let's, let's read into it. So it said, I bought that ape in July 2021 and have spent the last several months developing and exploiting the IP uh, to make it into the star of his show, said Green during the Web3 conference. Then days before, his name is Fred, by the way, uh, days before he's set to make his world debut, he's literally kidnapped. So he said, well, friends, it happened to me. Got this, got fish and had four NFTs stolen. Now, please don't buy or trade these while I work to resolve. Uh, Darkwing84 looks like you bought my stolen ape. Hit me up so we can fix it. And he said no. Green, Green's NFT collection was compromised earlier this month after an actor fell soul of a scam. On May 8th, an anonymous scammer managed to nab four of Green NFTs, Green's NFTs using a phishing scam to trick the actor into parting with his collection. The assets lost include his bored ape, two mutant apes, and a doodle. This is just these fuckers. Asinine. This is just ridiculous reading. I know <laughs> it gives me cancer thinking about it. One of the mutant apes was almost uh, instantly traded for around 42 grand while his board ape was purchased by a user named darkwing 84 for a staggering $200,000. Yeah. 
I mean, he made some money, I guess. Green's animated NFT show is based on the simple concept. What if your friendly neighborhood bartender was a bored ape yacht club? Was was bored ape yacht club number eight three nine eight? I'm so confused. That's the NFT tag, by the way. It looks oh, as though the answer yeah. to that extremely specific question will have to wait. After losing the NFT, the likeness and usage rights to number 8398 or Fred Simeon belong to someone else. That like means that that means that Green's show at the moment would, would violate the copyright of the current holder. Whether or not Green will see the return of his board ape remains to be seen, but the actor has already begun publicly pleading with Darkwing for the return of his NFT. No, so it seems like even though he it was like a phishing scam for some somehow, the reason that he lost it is because he was technically paid for it. Like he was compensated. It wasn't just straight up stolen. So here's an update to this by BuzzFeed, which was the original source to this. So the owner of Seth Green's stolen board ape said they have no plans to return it. So after Scammer swiped his uh, NFT collection, robbing him of the board ape, he planned to feature his upcoming animated show. BuzzFeed News spoke to the person claiming to be the ape's current owner, the pseudonyms collector, who has said that they are an Australian surgeon with a side hustle, believes they bought it in good faith, and conceded that they have no plans for the NFT, including uh, uh, repatriating it to green. So you are a surgeon, and this is your side hustle, and you make a lot of money as it is. And this guy's like, hey, I was going to make a show out of that. That was mine. It was stolen. Can I have it back? And you're like, nope. Fucking dirtbag. But it, not surprising. Uh, BuzzFeed re- News reports on Tuesday that the theft of Green's NFT could present complications for his forthcoming series, White Horse Tavern, which incorporates characters from the actor's extensive NFT collection. It's possible that after losing his board ape to a phishing scam this month, Green also lost his license to commercially adapt the monkey. It sounds repetitive. I know. Well, I mean, it kind of is. So according to Blockchain Records, Board Ape was purchased from the anonymous scammer, um, a pseudonyms user who dropped more than 200 grand in the NFT before transferring it to another collection named GBE Vault. The transfer happened within minutes, leading some internet sleuths to wonder if they were in fact the same person. Based on this information, Green located Darkwing on, the, on Twitter, but thus has thus far has failed to make contact. I'm happy to chat with Seth directly, the individual claiming to now own the board ape, told uh, BuzzFeed News. Just woke up and have seen this craziness. Please put him in contact with me. So on Tuesday, the BuzzFeed News received a tip about a Twitter account belonging to GBE Vault, which identified them as board ape's new owner. BuzzFeed News was able to find this person's Discord history based on the tweet which they mentioned having purchased the Damien Hurst canvas titled Lasco Gauche, whatever the fuck that says. This transaction was discussed at length by the art marketplace Henny, which described them as an Australian surgeon who lives by the pseudonym Mr. Cheese on Henny's Discord server. Mr. Cheese has referenced Darkwing numerous times, and on top of it, their profile picture is none other than Board Ape number 8398. If you're a good detective, Mr. Cheese wrote to BuzzFeed News asking them to confirm ownership of the contentious ape. Mr. Cheese, who uses the Twitter handle Dwerty, Dr. Wordy, uh, told BuzzFeed News how they buy NFTs using their Darkwing account and then transfer more valuable tokens to their secondary vault. Transactions between Ethereum wallets associated with the two accounts support this, and at the moment their cash includes three bored apes, three mutant apes, and a CryptoPunk. I hate everything about this. I absolutely hate this. 
So he says, I have no plans for the ape, Mr. Cheese added. As you can see, I've been collecting for a while. I bought it because I liked it. It wasn't, it wasn't a cheap buy either, and it was not marked as suspicious, so I bought it in good faith. I'm happy to be in contact with, Mr. with Seth to chat about this. Despite ghosting Green's appeals on Twitter, Mr. Cheese claims they never checked their Darkwing account. They've since requested that uh, the actor DM them, uh, DM them. Green now follows Mr. Cheese on Twitter handle. Uh, Mr. Che he follows Mr. Cheese on Twitter. So this is just first world problems. I right? know, right? It's uh, it's just like rich people problems, man. Like I, it's like cool, man. You spend a lot of money on a fucking picture, and uh, now you can't get it. Now back. I can't use it because I'm also a rich person who bought a picture, and you're a richer person who bought the same picture, and I can't use it because um, you won't let me because you're rich and I'm rich and we're. We're rich fucks. This is, this is like the modern version or futuristic version of pawn shops. Of pawn stars? No, pawn, like a pawn shop. Oh, basically, something, yeah. Something will get stolen and someone will buy it. And they're like, I bought this outright. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So let's talk about Battlefield now. Yay, Battlefield! Yeah. I mean, I still enjoy it with friends, but, you know, I wish it were better. Your standard for good games is low. No, I still, you can still, you can have fun with the shitty fucking game with friends. So. I play Game Beast, man. Battlefield 2042 update 4.1 patch uh, details changes coming to the first person shooter. So despite a dwindling player base. <laughs> That's an understatement, honestly. Yeah. And continued frustrations among the community. Support for Battlefield 2042 continues from developer EA Dice. On Wednesday, May 18th, EA announced the upcoming release of Battlefield 2042's 4.1 patch. The update makes a series of small fixes as well as a larger change that may shock some Battlefield 2042 players. Shocked how? The larger change has now confirmed the removal of 128 player breakthrough mode. Though it's only on certain platforms. New gen. This is it's only on new gen. So in PC is still player, 128? Well, PC, PC has it, yeah. But, I mean, uh, PS4 and Xbox One doesn't never had 128 player regardless. So DICE confirmed today that it's removing the 128 player version of Breakthrough from Battlefield 2042's All Out Warfare playlist. But only for the PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series XS player ecosystem. The decision, according to EA Dice, was made because 128 player modes are better suited for Conquest. Further, EA Dice believes the 64 player version of Breakthrough offers a more tactical experience. None of it's tactical. None of it. None of it is tactical at all. Yeah, I see what they're it's trying too to say. It's, it's extremely arcade. It's it's all arcade shit. That's all it is. Yeah. No comment was made regarding the lack of players contributing to the decision to end support of Breakthrough with 128 players on these platforms. Yeah, I was actually wondering that. You mean you're so you're reducing it because it's like it's uh it's not this mode doesn't really work for this amount of players. No, you just don't have the number of players to fill the server. Honestly, I think that's what it is. Like, yeah, that could be. So to clarify, this isn't removal of all 128 player game modes in Battlefield. Uh, 128 player conquest will remain available going forward. Yeah, okay. so, I mean, it's the, that's the main mode that's always been in Battlefield. Outside of the breakthrough changes, three other key changes have been made. First, Boris's SG36 sentry gun has had its damage reduced. 
Second, Angel is now unable to grant armor plates through his supply bag. Then third, recoil has been improved for stock, for stock weapons, and attachments now have slightly decreased recoil improvements. Suffice to say, these are small changes next to the decision regarding the breakthrough. While those are EA DICE's key changes, there are a number of other fixes and balance changes also going out as part of the update. That includes adjustments to weapons, vehicles, specialists, gadgets, and more. The update officially goes live tomorrow, May 19th, which is an old thing. Um, season is. 1 is still not set to arrive anytime soon. So let's, is June. let's see the specialist updates. They look... I mean, visually, they do look better, but nobody fucking cares. No, nobody cares. It's not about how they fucking look, man. It's about how they how they perform, you know? Yeah, the, they change the movement. They improve the movement. Uh, they, they're changing at least two or three of the maps right now. I think it's just two of them. So I think one of the biggest changes is they're ending support for Hazard Zone. Yeah, so Which, it had so much potential, but they couldn't. It, nobody was playing it, and that's what that's what I think is going to happen with the with fucking um, Modern Warfare 2's Tarkov like mode. If it's not free to play, mm, yeah, it won't be free to play. It's Activision. Come it's, on, it's going to end up being like how their Fire Team Dirty Bomb was. Like it was honestly a good mode, but it. You had to have the game to buy it. So it literally fell off. Have they then, still not fixed the fucking fact that vehicles are OP as shit? Nah. Oh, of course they've, they haven't. They've, they've dumbed them down significantly, but so, there's still... there's The main thing is there's there's too many of them. That's the main problem, honestly, is there's too many of them, and you're able to have, like, all of them on the board. It's, it's not like you can have a certain, like, two of these and one of these. It's just, like, three, 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 well, three, three. Well, some of the major uh, changes that they've done with uh, the maps has been, they're like, oh, we redesigned the maps. Like, no, you added Connexus boxes and sandbags in, the, in the empty areas. And, like, a couple maps have, like, a fob in them now, which is, like, yeah, sure, that's a lot. But it's just, uh, it, from the looks of it, what people are saying, it looks a lot like, Battlefield for resources. So they're reusing assets. I mean, every game does do that. Every game does do that. I understand. But they tried, they're, they've been still trying to pawn this game off as like a, a whole new Battlefield experience. When in actuality, they're reusing assets and removing certain assets that have always been in a Battlefield game because, you know, reasons. I don't know. Uh, it's, the, it's for the store, man. I still don't see this game having a bright future. I think they're just gonna let it live and then let it die. Yeah. Until the next battlefield. I, I don't think any significant changes to the specialist is gonna even be seen until the next one. Hopefully they learn their lesson and that they actually implement they, they get rid of the specialist thing altogether. They won't. I, I, the reason I don't think they will. I think they might. They might. And I only say they might because it wasn't received well. And I mean and the only reason why I think it won't is because they seem very out of touch about the reason why we don't like them. Um, I think if they do do the specialist again, it's that next battlefield game is going to fucking tank. It, it they're going to have to make significant changes. I don't think they're going to do the get away with it or do away with it because that's how you sell skins and shit in the store. And that's what they want to do. That's where they make their money. 
That's exactly what it is. It's how they make their fucking money. Because they saw how... I think they started it with Battlefield Five, and they I, they probably did pretty decent. Not as good as other games. But then they saw Warzone and all of the other Call of Duties that have come out since then. And that, they took it as an opportunity. Yeah. And all, they see Fortnite doing it. They see Rainbow Six like all of these games are starting to move towards the battle pass thing. And they're starting to get these different characters to where they're like, Oh, we can sell them skins for $20 a bundle and make like four times as much as the game would have dreamed of making. Like the whole Santa skin for Boris, how they got rid of that shit. I like how they were going to roll that out. And they're like, what the fuck dude? And then they're like, you're right. You know what? We changed our mind. Bad that was just a concept. It was we weren't officially gonna gonna use it, and like bullshit, you weren't. You you were one hundred percent gonna use that, and the backlash swayed you to not. Let's be real. I'm surprised there's not a store already. Uh yeah, I am too. I think it's because if they were to launch a store right now, it would not bode well at all. It, people would fucking no. Like it, you would have you you'd be like that one fucking game that has one one player. What the hell was it called? It was uh, a game that just came out. It was, and everybody fucking hated it. I forgot. That could be a lot of games. So EA is looking to sell itself or merge with another company. It's like everything is just coming to full circle here. Yeah, that's that's how I structured it. Are you talking about the topics? No, I mean with EA. Oh yeah. So EA is reportedly pursuing a, a sale or merger. And it's claimed to ha- that the video game publisher and developer has held talks with Disney, Apple, Amazon, and Comcast, NBC Universal over a possible deal. The, those fucking names did not correlate to me. No, no, I, I didn't expect that either. That's a fucking weird one. Like all, with maybe the exception of maybe Amazon, maybe Amazon because they've been kind of diving into gaming, but Disney, yeah. Apple, Comcast, and NBC. Yeah. What? Maybe what? it's for rights of to do certain games. Yeah, me. Well, I guess Apple kind of because they do have like the gaming stuff, like the App Store and everything like that. So, according to news site Puck, EA has been persistent in pursuing a sale, and at one point, it looked like Comcast subsidiary NBC Universal would have merged with the gaming company with Comcast CEO. Brian Roberts running the combined entity. Terrible. The general terms of the proposal, which lawyers and bankers for both sides negotiated for several weeks, would have seen the Roberts family take majority control of the combined entity, the report claims. In the configuration most seriously discussed, the company would have been run by Wilson. Andrew Wilson, the current CEO of EA. So that deal eventually fell apart due to disagreements over price and structure. Neither Comcast nor EA have commented on the report. The report also claims that Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard for a staggering sum has been the main driver of EA's desire to sell itself. Oh, so, (laughs) ah, there it is. There's the fucking motive. Money! It's all about money. It's not about, like, we want to improve and get rights for things. No. We want money! Of course, yeah. They saw... 69 billion and they're like we, we can sell I, here's here's what i think billion. happened here's what i think happened so they when they were discussing this with um comcast they were like uh 
they were saying that the Comcast is like, how much? They're like 70 billion. And then Comcast is like, you're a fucking smoking crack. Are you kidding me? Like one, you're not worth that at it all. Was probably after, that had to be after the Activision thing though. It was. They even said the report also claims that Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard for a staggering sum has been the main driver of EA's desire to sell itself. Yeah, I bet it was a lot lower, and then the full price for the buyout of Activision came out, and they're like, oh, well, we, we can fucking up this way more. Oh, yeah, they're like, well, if Activision can do it, we can do it. Like, because EA is always trying to fucking compete. It's so stupid. And, it, and it's showing in their games that they're trying to compete, and it's not successful, so stop it. Stop it. Get some help. Get some help. So others say that EA is primarily interested in a merger arrange, uh, agreement Oh, no, a merger arrangement that would allow EA CEO Andrew Wilson to remain as a chief executive of the combined company, the reporter added. Um, when reached for comment, an EA spokesperson told GameSpot, we don't comment on rumors and speculation relating to M&A. Hearsay. Objection. We are proud to be operating from a position of strength and growth, doubt, with a portfolio of amazing games, doubt. Uh, That's false. Built around powerful IP, made by incredibly talented teams and a network of more than half a billion players. We see a very bright future ahead. Do you? I'll give them the last part. Do you? The merger acquisitions have been made headlines in the gaming industry as of late. EA purchased Codemasters last year. Sony is preparing to buy uh, purchase Destiny 2 developer Bungie in a deal that would help strengthen its multi-platform goals. And Square Enix sold off several of its studios to Embracer Group, which we discussed last episode. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's all about money. And then like of course. They, they, them, their statement of like, we see a bright future and like we have powerful IPs. And I'm like, your ratings seek to say otherwise. Even FIFA was like, we're out, fam. You lost FIFA. The only thing you're going to have is like your own, like no one knows what the name of the next uh, soccer game is going to be. I think it's just going to be EA soccer. It's going to be EA football or some shit like that, probably. Yeah. Or EA fo uh, European football or some bullshit. So, on one hand, the reason why they did that, and, well, I'll kind of, like, I'll kind of, like, piggyback off what I said last time. So, EA um, wanted more rights to other football events outside of the world cup because each country kind of has its own like thing has its own championship outside of the world cup fifa was only letting ea do the world cup they couldn't do all the other cups so um with that fifa also wanted a billion dollars for the name and all for a billion dollars for a four-year contract to use the name and that was pretty much it they didn't really offer much else. They're like, you want to keep FIFA? A billion dollars. Because we all know how... Yeah, it was all about the name. Dude, we all know how FIFA is. FIFA are, are so bad with greed. And that's why, like, these World Cup stadiums that they build all over the world for the World Cup event... Oh, yeah. It, like, the, the cities that they build these stadiums in, they just leave those stadiums behind to never be used again. Yeah. The one in... I think this was a... Olympic one, but oh no, it's the, you're Beijing. right. It's the Olympics. It's not. That's not the World Cup. You're right. It's the Olympics. I'm sorry. I'm confusing the two. 
Uh, but I think they do do similar things, though. I don't think they do. I think it's just the Olympics that do that. And the Olympics, when they when they want to host the Olympics somewhere in a, in a country, in a specific city, they build a new Olympic stadium, then they abandon it, and then the whole fucking yeah. economy of the city just crumbles afterwards because it spikes so, to unsustainable levels for that time being of the, of the games. Yeah. And then when the games are over and they leave, that whole Olympic stadium is still there. Never to be used again, and now the economy is shit because there's no money going in. The one in, I think the one in Beijing, they actually turned into like a housing apartment-like community. I'm sure they did. It actually looks really cool. You can see pictures of it online, and it was a it was a good example of utilizing it after they leave. Yeah. So I mean, FIFA FIFA has always been known to be <clears throat> to be greedy too. I mean, not to the level of the Olympics, but FIFA has been known to be greedy. I mean, look like the example of their their uh, request for a billion dollars for a four year contract, um, and give them nothing. They can't. Let's so say you, you're basically going to be doing the same shit, and you're going to spend a billion bucks just for that. So just for the name, yeah. So because they know that they can, and then you got, that means that they can't use any of those actual players either. I think the only successful thing that EA has going for them is Apex. And whatever Star Wars shit that Respawn does, I want to say at this point right now, the most successful studio that EA has outside of Dice, but Dice because it's running on a Battlefield franchise, is Respawn. Because Respawn isn't just locked into doing one thing like Apex. Respawn did Titanfall, which now they're not doing anymore, at least as far as we can tell. Um, and then they they also have like all these different Star Wars projects. I I want to say that Respawn's even doing the a new Knights of the Old Republic game. And then you got the uh, the um, Jedi uh, Survivor, which is the Jedi Fallen Order, Order sequel. And Fallen Order was fantastic. And also, I want to—I can't—is it Respawn doing the new Dead Space? I think they are. Hang on, let me see this. I mean, they're. What was the? Um. Well, I think one, I think we've talked about it before too, that one of the reasons Battlefield also kind of failed was that EA didn't want to take focus and time away from their golden child Apex. Yeah. I mean, Apex was a, was a weird gamble that worked out well because they didn't have any marketing for it and no one heard of it. And then they launched it silently and it just blew up. Which was it, like it, it was just good timing because was, there wasn't anything else like no, it. There was no, there wasn't really anything else like it. And like they had the ping system and like the the no comms communication system, like the which was integrated to the ping system. Mm. They right, came so, in at a good time. So let's talk about Twitch money laundering. Not Twitch okay. themselves money laundering, but people on it. That's what initially brought me to the article. You thought Twitch? You thought Twitch was laundering money? The, yeah, the way the way it was worded. It was like, oh, Twitch inside people are laundering money? I can believe this. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It's almost like the EA employees that were fucking um, selling FIFA credits for real money to players. Man, that was like my second episode. That And there was actually, an, uh, the guy that was involved with that actually did a podcast interview. and talked You mentioned that. and, and like he, he went he, about how he did it and everything? Uh-huh. And he talked about it. And he, was, and he was also talking about how easy it was to do. 
So anyway, so 18 arrested in Twitch money laundering scandal. Istanbul based police cybercrime units arrested 18 suspects in a round of raids in a connection with the Twitch money laundering scam. So popular streaming site Twitch hasn't been having the best of times as of late. That's an understatement. Despite being one of the largest streaming sites in the world, the Amazon-owned platform has been engrossing in several controversies, such as, for instance, its content policies, double standards accusations, and the handle of fraud-related matters. Incidentally, a recent investigation now adds further to Twitch's problems as a group of streamers on the platform were found involved in the money, la- money laundering scam. So Not while to mention uh, streaming things that they shouldn't. Ah, uh, that too. While it's true that streaming platforms have seen declining growth since last year, Twitch in particular has had a noticeable decline in recent times. One big reason for this is due to the platform's handling of a number of issues ranging from compensation matters to how it treats streamers. The situation was so problematic that a number of major Twitch departures kicked off in late 2021 prompting the company to bring in changes, including a notable shift in its monetization approach. Now, and not for the good. No, not for the good at all. Now, news of a police raid pertaining to a Twitch money laundering scam puts the spotlight on one of the platform's more problematic areas. On May 7th, Istanbul-based uh, police cybercrime units conducted a wave of raids arresting 18 suspects allegedly connected to a Turkish money laundering scheme on Twitch. The suspects were accused of collaborating with Twitch streamers uh, with high number of followers where they would endorse the streamer with money from stolen credit and debit cards via Twitch's virtual currency called Bits. Um, Once these are sent, the suspects would receive the cash in return from the streamers. Does it say Titwitch? Was that where? Yeah, it does say (laughs) Titwitch. Someone should tell, uh, who is this, Game Rant? Hey, Titwitch. <laughs> I just want to call it Titwitch from now on. Details of the scam first came to light back in 21 when Twitch's entire source code was dumped online, where it also included streamer payout details. The leak revealed that certain streamers were earning far beyond what they would typically earn compared to viewer numbers. Users had since been calling for the Amazon company to take better measures in preventing these types of frauds from happening on the platform. So far, Twitch has reportedly taken action against 150 streamers for abusing its monetization tools, which have amounted to $9.8 million in laundered money. I think that doesn't that tie into where people were not getting their money to, but they were still going, like being proper, properly paid out to a, a valid account? Uh, yes, that was somebody was hacking the uh, two factor and taking their account info and based in changing the account info for the deposits to the hacker's account. So it was a legitimate transaction through Twitch, but it wasn't to the streamer. It was to somebody else. And there was, because the two factor was getting overridden, there was really nothing that Twitch could do to fix it because it was like the two factor recognizes as legitimate and there's nothing we can do. So, This isn't the first time Turkish authorities have conducted operations related to the scam. In January, Turkish authorities detained 40 suspects across 11 provinces allegedly connected with the incident. While it's it's unclear how far this fraud extends, the new wave of raids make it to 58 total arrests, along with other suspects still wanted by the police. Time will tell how Twitch responds to the situation amid a host of other issues with streaming Giant's platform. Now, here's the thing. 
viewer numbers and payouts don't always have to be illegitimate. And the reason why I say that is because you have some streamers that aren't as big that have very generous donors of just people that are donating. Oh yeah. So it's like, how do you determine who's illegitimate and who's, and who is legitimate, you know? Because I know, I mean, I know a couple of streamers that get, oh, probably like 90 average viewers, but they make a lot of fucking money. I've seen them make like $2,000 in one night. Oh yeah. I mean, like there's some streamers or if you're considered, I mean, anything under, I want to say by the standard of what a large streamer is, if you're talking like Nick Merckx, Dr. Disrespect and all that stuff, um, a hundred some, a hundred some viewers is relatively small in comparison. Yeah. But those people also receive a lot of support. I mean, look at Sergeant Jackson with the regiment. He averages like 120, 150 viewers and like, and 6,000 subs. Wow. Yeah. So he's, he's got a, he's got it going yeah. well for him. And like, and Twitch won't partner him because they said that he's being, he's using view bots, but view bots don't fucking subscribe. It's a military thing, man. I'm telling you. Oh, I'm, it's a hundred percent a military thing. That's why discord. And this is calling you out discord, even though I'm using you for this fucking podcast <laughs> right now. You fucking hate soldiers and you hate, you hate veterans and you hate military personnel. Otherwise you would fucking um, part. You would, you would fucking verify us on discord, the regiment I'm talking, these guys right here, the people that you always turn down for discord partnership. Like what's the justification Their Their partner was so many. I know like hover, look at, look no, at hover. No. For example, their, their community is not as big as regiments and they, and they haven't been around as long as regiment and they partnered right away. But, regiment can't i don't understand it and like they even had discord um like discord employees that were that would like even chris said this that they would have discord people come in to our server to kind of watch how we do things and then make a determination off that and then they still send chris the same uh generic response of why they turned down partnership they just didn't feel it was it was right it was like what's the what's the reason you know what server is doing but what server that they're partnering is justifiably better than us in terms of statistics of what they're doing with us in the server if i were if i were chris i'd fight it i'd fight it hard and be like i feel like like i'd say on grounds of discrimination because they're not giving us a reason and i think that's how they're avoiding that it's because they are discriminating but they're not officially saying it yeah so it's it's like it's Twitch. So hard to prove. That's the fucking other shitty thing is that you have you have Twitch. Um, I don't know about YouTube, but you have Twitch and Discord, and probably even Twitter. They won't verify military uh, organizations. Oh no, I think Stackup yeah, I mean, is verified on Twitter. Twitter is still it's still a pain in the ass. I try and to get the everybody. Twitter, all of these five. corporations fucking hate us. They, they they don't hate us, but they, they don't want to be involved with us because they're like, we don't like what you stand for. I'm like, what do we stand for? Your right to be the way you are? Discord, you would not exist had it not be for the fucking U.S. military. So why don't you do us a favor and partner with us? What do you, what, what's the problem? Give us, give us a real reason why you won't partner with regiment. I want to know. We're following, we're following the rules. Come on. We are following the rules. We enforce the fucking terms of terms of service. We properly moderate. What is your, you have no reason to not. Our org is extreme, is extremely large and we're partnered with a lot of other, um, you know, we have sponsors and partnerships all over the place with other bigger organizations 
you won't very part- well known. Very well known too, and you still won't partner with us, and we don't, and you will not give us a reason why. But I, I've even said to Chris, like, I honestly wouldn't even worry about the partnership with Discord at this point. It's like, wh- yeah. what are the benefits of it? It's just uh, even. I, I wonder if we could even get verification. It's just like another feather in the hat, honestly. Like. That's all it really is. It doesn't. It's not a necessity. There's not that much um, benefits that come with a partnership with Discord. I want to see if we get d- denied for verification versus partnership. Because if we get denied for verification, something's, something's up. Uh, something's something's really up on that one. Because verification. I, if I if I were him, I'd be like I, I would be like I feel like you are discriminating against this kind of this demographic of a community, and. Like, that's why you won't do it because you haven't, I would, I'd reach out and be like, there has been no legitimate reason why that you're turning us down. And, um, through like how many attempts has he done? Nine. It's been a lot. It's continuously in the, in the org is continuously growing. So what's the reason why you won't verify us? It's almost Memorial day and you still won't verify us. What's up? You don't like us. You don't like us. Is it because we're baby killers? Is that what it is? You think we kill? We do you think we kill babies and eat them? Like what's up? What's wrong? You think we're all warmongers? We're not. Depends on the flavor. Depends on the flavor. It depends on the flavor. Yeah. So yeah. So let's talk about Gucci. Yeah, <laughs> that's Gucci, man. It, it is his company, isn't it? Who? Gucci. Sure. It's Gucci main. So calling calling all gamers, Gucci wants you. Because that's Gucci, bro. The links between luxury fashion and gaming are strengthening as Gucci launches an academy to support emerging esports players to go professional. I already regret this article. So Gucci is ramping up. It's, it's the only one that I could find that was like more in-depth. Everything else was like two paragraphs. So Gucci is ramping up its gaming and esports focus with the launch of today's Gucci Gaming Academy to back emerging esports talent developing professional careers. Don't call it an academy. I don't. I don't know why. It's that's what they called it. So Gucci uh, yeah, has selected but... four high-performing players initially, all from Eastern Europe: Poland's uh, uh, Poland's Barajan, DGL, Lameka, and Luke, Lucas. Uh, I can't say these. Lithuanian. I, think, Ro- that, I so, think it's their gamer or whatever their gamer tag is. So it's all Eastern European people. So uh, with plans to support more, all four play in the in the Facet Pro League a top league for multiplayer game Counter-Strike Global Offensive. The four... That's still a fucking thing? CSGO? Of course it is. Yeah. That, you know how old that game is? It's so old. It's like one of the OG fucking games when Steam was still making games. So all four CSGO players were unveiled in the last day of the PGL Major Antwerp 2022, a key esports event taking place in Belgium. As luxury brands develop their metaverse strategies... Oh, fuck. Fuck, here we go. Games and gaming platforms offer rich potential for the development of digital fashion and community. Oh, that's that. There it is. That's why. It's not about esports and shit and gaming. It's about making money off of digital shit and blockchain and metaverse. We're going to put our products, a digital version of our product in the metaverse. We're going to spend four grand on a fucking Gucci dress that's actually just like a, a skin for your avatar. That's not, I didn't see this happening. I didn't, this is not where I saw this going. No, me either. Esports players. What the fuck is that? <laughs> it's a spider. Burn the house down. 
Well, we'll be right back. As, no, as fuck that. Goes. I was like, something, something was tickling <laughs> the back of my leg. I think it was the cable to my uh, headset. So, as luxury, good. let's see. Um, esports players and their fans represent a promising crossover audience with Metaverse and Web3 early adopters. Oh, God. Can we just talk about Web3? Web3 was in the NFT article. Yeah. Support. The it's, it's NFTs and blockchain. That's what it is. That's why they're doing it. So support for the Academy players includes mental health coaching in collaboration with World Health Organization. Oh, man, this is taking a strange turn. Personally designed digital training, in-game performance coaching, and personal branding and contract education. I mean, I, I'm kind of for this. Contract education. How many people sign a contract yeah. to something and don't know what they're looking at? Or even how, how much they're actually going to get. Like, right. I mean, musicians are... Porn stars, musicians, I, I actors. I don't know about porn contracts, but... So they will also be provided technical equipment. So the Academy... The Academy has, like, I guess, gaming equipment, I guess. The Academy has been developed in partnership with uh, FaceIt. Players will be supported by the Academy for a period of 12 months unless they are signed to a pro team sooner. CSGO was rated the best esports game in the Game Awards in 2017, 2019, 2020. What? Yeah, I mean, because they were the most prominent ones at the time. So players... Two years ago. I know. So players developing professional careers can win up to $2 million. The demographic of CSGO is 92% male with a strong interest in brands such as Rolex, Hurley, Threadless, according to uh, geek data. Gucci is at its, at its forefront of the luxury industry's foray into the world of gaming as part of our mission to build meaningful relationships in a genuinely authentic way. We are dedicated to supporting the up-and-coming generations of players to help manage the challenges they face as a result of participating in esports, said Nicholas Odenot, EVP New Business and CEO of the Gucci Vault, in a statement. Understanding the issues that are relevant to them and learning about these from the people they are affecting the core of a collaboration. Now, here's what I got out of this, okay? Here's what I got out of this. Gucci is getting into esports under the claim of improving, you know, like like education for understanding contracts, uh, mental health support, and all that stuff. That is their official reason. Their unofficial reason is because they're trying to dive into blockchain and, and NFTs and metaverse bullshit. That's the real reason why. Because why else would fucking Gucci want to get involved in gaming? Yeah. I, I, well, I can... yeah, Like I said, the, they did that weird thing with 100 Thieves, which now doesn't even seem related. It seems like it's like vaguely related, but now it's it's like this is related, but not whatsoever. So on a business standpoint, I see their reason um, on a... Uh, legitimate standpoint outside of business like on a, on a moral standpoint i guess you could say it has nothing to do with the fact of their interest in gaming or interest in yeah. improving esports players for you know what they're doing they're doing it for money it's all about money it has not has nothing to do with like we believe in gaming like it would be something like like the owner of gucci would be like i have been an avid gamer my entire life i love esports like i want to get involved with it but you know, I run a fashion company, but because I run a fashion company, this could be my my way into like you know supporting esports players and in, and supporting gaming. That would be like, oh, cool! He wants to get involved because he likes it. No, it has more nothing to do with the fact that they want to like they like it. It's a business opportunity. There's more to that article, by the way. 
Where? You didn't scroll down far enough. I, I thought I was at the end. Nope. Hang on, let me see here. Where you, where you saw that little blue ad or it said read more? It, it goes, it says Gucci's new venture. Hang on, let me see. Oh, yeah, you're right. I fucked that up. Continuing on. Gucci's new venture further strengthens its links with the esports community. Top players as Faker and No-Tail enjoy celebrity status with a wide following. The esports market is a forecast worth of $1.9 billion within the next five years, according to research um, firm Valuates. That's what it is. There's more people to sell product to. Right, yes. Its global audience is expected to reach almost 519 million people in 2024, according to the Consumer Technology Association. Several luxury brands are taking note of the potential of esports. In 2019, Louis Vuitton partnered with League of Legends on a digital capsule collection and trophy case. In 2021, Ralph Lauren signed a deal to outfit esports gaming teams, G2 Esports. This year, Rebecca Minkoff is partnered with uh, Roblox's High Heel Obi in an esports event. Other brands that have dressed players are otherwise partnered with esports include Nike, Armani, and Adidas. Well, yeah, those make more sense. I mean, yeah, they're, they're uh, yeah. In early, an early supporter of the gaming sector, Gucci has previously partnered with esports brand uh, Fnatic and gaming organization of 100 Thieves. The brand has appeared in games including Zepito. The Sims and Animal Crossing, and launched its own Gucci arcade in 2019. About to ask Stephanie. Who this are later. these fucking people here? I have no idea. Gucci Gaming uh, Academy coach Neil Murphy and Ambassador Stephanie Harvey. I mean, uh, let's be fair. They they look like they're gamers. Yeah. Yeah. These they're all gamers. The le- the bottom left guy looks like he he plays Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, Dungeons Dragons is fun with the right people. Uh, he plays. Uh, he definitely plays shit. Um, he probably plays Call of Duty or FIFA. She probably <laughs> plays Call of Duty, Valorant. Um, I don't know. Kind of curious what they play. Oh, I always find this fascinating. I always I like looking at people like you know that are part of like you know executive positions for like an org, not just an org, but like a completely non-related company. Mm. that's diving into gaming and the people that are spearheading it. I'm, I'm often curious by looking at them. Like, I wonder what you play, you know, like you look yeah. at Bobby Kotick, you know, he hasn't played a fucking video game in his entire life, but them, they definitely do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one is because their age, they're younger, you know, they're, they're, they're around our age, maybe younger. And they definitely play. They grew up in a technical age where video games is a thing. So, I mean, I'm curious what they, what they play. So the academy has chosen three he ambassadors. Looks like the one that wears cat ears, like on stream. Oh, actually, I think I see who these are right here. So the academy has chosen three ambassadors and mentor players: James uh, Bardoff, um, a professional CS:GO commentator. So the guy in the top left, CS:GO. I was I was right on the money with being a shooter. Um, Christopher Getright Alzen, a CS:GO veteran. So that's uh, that's him. CSGO veteran and Stephanie, Miss Harvey Harvey, a video game developer and retired professional gamer who paved the way for women in esports. So she was a dev. It's very vague. Well, she, yeah, she didn't say what she, but she was a, uh, she was a game developer. What about the other guy? 
Doesn't, he's not, he's not even mentioned in that. So <laughs> it's important that new talent entertaining the space are equipped. You know, he could be, he could be a fashion consultant. If that's because it is a fashion company diving into esports, you have three people yeah. spearheading the esports part, and you have a fashion consultant for Gucci. I mean, that could be who he is. He looks like they need a new consultant. No, why? Why do you think that? I'm not digging the fashion. No, I'm, maybe I'm, I don't have that type of. Well, um, I mean, it, like, you got to think like, a fashion like, company that's diving into this. They need to have somebody that is, you know, how can they implement just, the fashion into the gaming world? That's probably. I don't think I make enough money to understand this fashion. So it's important that a new talent entering the space equipped with the right support from a structure in an early stage of their development, said Face It co-founder CBO uh, Michelle Atasani. Atasani. Um, supporting and empowering young esports talent is the core of the Face It's values through our shared vision with Gucci. We uh, hope the Academy helps equip the role, equip the role models of tomorrow. While we sell you our shit. Yeah, it's all about money, kids. Oh, man. So we got two more articles here. How long do you think we've been at it? Two hours. Not even. Hour wow. and a half. That's a first for us. We're breezing through it. I got a bunch. I got. I want to cook dinner and shit. I got a lot of stuff to do. I don't want to, like, ignore Alicia. I think it's because we, we... I mentioned this before. When it's on the video... We seem to stay on topic more than when we were just recording audio. Well, yeah. We have to be conscious of the viewers. Because now we don't have viewers. We just have listeners. We can fucking do whatever we want. I mean, I, we still kind of can. Like, I like to stay on topic more because, you know, it's it's tough to watch a video when people are just fucking jumping around everywhere. And yeah. then it is listening because if, like, it's shit you don't care about, you can just ignore it. And then when you hear something that, you know... Before we should go to the next topic, I got to piss so bad. I'll be right back. All right, we're back. So I took a piss, and now we're going to talk about The Witcher. For all them LARPers out there, Thunderbolt! Thunderbolt! No reaction? All right, cool. So, um, real life. I just, I just, you ever seen the Viva La Dirt League? Maybe. No. They make. They make uh, they make they make a lot of PUBG videos like PUBG Logic. They make the NPC Man RPG style video game Logic. It's really funny. The Witcher Logic ones are really good. I'll but check they, it out. They make fun of one of the ones where is this the dude? It's an NPC that helps cast spells, and they're like, just don't use healing light. It's blinding. It's shit. I can't see anything. He's like, all right, I won't. I won't use healing light. They start the. They start the fire. And you're like healing light. Healing light. It's, it's hilarious. Your audio cuts out when you get loud. Did you just yell? No. I made a quiet noise and made it look like I was yelling. There was no audio in that at all. Oh, it just looked like you were trying to fucking pop your ears or something. Anyway, so real life Witcher school shut down after CD Projekt Red pulls license. Nerds are going to be upset. So a real life Witcher school live action role playing event in Poland will be closing down. And its organizers, organizers have cited CD Projekt Red's decision to pull its license as the reason behind the closure. Five. What the fuck? 
That's some fucking <laughs> Polish shit. I don't know. Five Ziglo. I, I can't even begin. So the company behind the- behind the the school that taught fencing, leather work, and how to cast magical signs and more. Now the first two here. Fucking Hogwarts. No. Whoa. Whoa. So these first two here, right? Leather work and fencing. That's cool. Like, you know, that's that's an actual like skill, you know? Ma- casting magical signs. You you could be throwing up gang signs and no one would know the wiser. All right, what's up, blood? But if you have a wand. That's Hogwarts, bro. They don't have wands in The Witcher. You don't fucking know. So they claimed in a Facebook post that CD Projekt Red terminated the license agreement with a three-month notice back in February due to negative media attention that a staff member, Anna Warfanak, had generated. Ooh, what did she do? Um... Varfashniak, whatever the fuck you say it, um, who is the wife of Five Zigolos founder, founder uh, Dustin Y. Vlarvinak, worked as a lawyer for the company from 2017 and 2019 and was commissioned by the ultra-conservative cons- uh, Polish Catholic organization Ordo, oh, Ordo Luris to work on the legal me- mechanisms for introducing and enforcing the vaccination obligation and the possible consequences of failure to comply with it. She was also working on the draft of a law penalizing illegal abortion, according to the Facebook post. This article is taking some turns. So this went from, I thought it was going to be like a fucking license agreement to like, <laughs> to now it's gotten political. It is, we, we just touched on everything. Vac- vaccinations and abortions. Years. Like, so Ordo Lewis oh, is it's getting better. Uh, Ordo Lewis and, uh, has been reported to be an anti-abortion and anti-LGBTQ plus organization, according to Polish media reports. And after five Ziglo contacted the CD Projekt Red to explain, it's not Ziglo, by the way. I just cannot pronounce this word. And we can clearly see that. Um, on why Warzniak was in these news stories. I, that is also not how you pronounce that, but I am just saying it like that. The publisher decided to cancel its licensing agreement with the live action role playing school. Or why don't you just, like, make them leave? Call it something else. It's like when people do CrossFit, they just don't call it CrossFit because it's patented. So Five Ziggolo added that... (laughs) That's not how you say it. uh, Added that it always strived to keep its employees and personal and professional lives separate. We will not... We will... We still do not plan to evaluate the views and activities of the private sphere of our colleagues or participants and wrote it in a response to comment on the Facebook post. This would open a Pandora's box full of prejudices and quarrels, which is which is true. Like people can have different opinions. You may not fucking like it, but that person you might like that person still just because you have different opinions on things. But you have one common interest that you can keep separate from your personal opinions. Oh, deleted, blocked. Yeah, like you, you get fucking canceled and shit, all because of your fucking opinions. Like, we're going back into communism slower and slower every year. But like, canceled. It's just like, why? Because I have a different opinion than you. Like, canceled. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, you're gonna you're gonna take away my company because I have a different opinion than you do. They were racist nine years ago. They were ra- the the previous owner ten years ago was a racist, but I am not. But because he was, my company now is going to burn to the ground. They made this tweet. So, in a statement shared with Eurogamer, CD Projekt Red said that in February we decided to enter cooperation with the organizers of the Witcher School, and now, 
And now the contractual notice period of three months has ended. For more context, this cooperation was about the LARP itself and potential merchandise tied to it. We do not provide further details on the matter. The company plans to launch a new LARP experience based on the original setting in, in spring 2023. Meanwhile, the Witcher series is returning with a new game in development that just concluded its research phase. Unlike previous Witcher games, The Witcher 4 will be developed on Unreal, Unreal Engine 5 as part of the multi-year development deal with Epic Games. Isn't there a Netflix series, too? Yes, there is. And they actually just begun film uh, pre-production for that new season for it. Is it the second season? This will be the third season. Oh, I've never watched it. So. It's a good show. It follows the books more than the game. Even though it's got, like, nods to the game and... Henry Cable is like a huge fan of The Witcher, and he embodies Geralt, like the main character, perfectly. Makes me think that I still need to watch the Halo one. Don't spare say, spare yourself that disappointment, bro. Yeah, I've heard mixed things, and the main thing that I hear people are disappointed with is that Master Chief is just helmetless most of the time. It's not even just that; it's like. It's not even just the way that Master Chief looks. It's like straight character assassination. So they make Master Chief into this like emotional fucking space boy that like <clears throat> is deep into his feelings. He And the other thing about it is that the Covenant spy is a human being and he fucks her. You see Master Chief's ass more than you see his helmet. I'm not even <laughs> exaggerating on that. They try to introduce this new character called Quan. And nobody likes this character at all, but they are really pushing to get you to want to like just deal with this character. And no one likes her. Ever, nobody can stand her. She has no purpose in this entire show. But they still want you to like in, like embrace her. Um, <clears throat> and just like the entire trailer is the first episode. There's probably three episodes in the entire season that has like straight action scenes that make it feel like Halo, but the rest of it, and, and the Halo is not even in the show. What do you mean? The Halo itself is not in the show. It's in a vision, but that's it. They never actually go to ha go to the Halo. I actually didn't know Halo was a place. Yeah, dude. Halo, like, the Halo is the Halo-shaped planet, but it's not actually a planet. It's It's not actually like a... Like a planet, it's a weapon. The halos were designed as weapons by the precursors and stuff. Or, like, not the precursors. The precursors... Ah, fuck, I'm getting all my lore mixed up. But the halos were defense weapons against... Uh, the Covenant. Not the Covenant. Um, it was... The the halos were... They were they're weapons designed to defend, like, humanity and stuff. Because I never, I never dived into Halo. I did, and then I completely just forgot all of it. Like, I sound like an idiot now. But, like, according to the lore, there are some things that are lore accurate. But for the most part, it's not. Like, it's just, like, Reach, for example. The the planet Reach. They they have... Our, the, the planet Reach was um, modeled after um, a uh, Hungarian... After Hungary. So all the cities were named Hungarian names. The The capital of the planet Reach is called Reach City. The most lazy fucking thing ever. They couldn't even, like, use... They, there's plenty of... The largest city of Reach already has a name. 
and they didn't use it. They just named it Reach City. Seemed like they were reaching for well, that th- one. If you look at it, and if you're looking at it just solely from, like, and everyone's like, it's non-canon. That is such a cop-out to me because non-canon is an excuse to let's fuck it all up our own way and you're going to like it. It's 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 our way of doing our own thing but putting the name uh, and to make money off of the fucking franchise. You're, you're making money off the brand for the Halo brand. You're making money off the Halo brand and you're doing your own thing and you're saying it's non-canon because you're, you know you're going to fuck it up and you're not going to be able to please everybody. So your best bet is to do non-canon and just do your own thing anyway and just call it Halo. It should not be called Halo. There is few sequences of this show that make it really feel like Halo than there is anything. It just feels like a normal sci-fi show. And even then, its writing isn't even that good. I have no problem with them doing their own adaptation of things. That is not my problem. Was it Par- it's Paramount, right? It's Paramount, yeah. My problem is that they stray so far from the path of the lore that it doesn't make sense, and they're calling it Halo. And you might as well call it something else. Like call it, if you're, if you're going to do it, call it something else and get better writers. Like, honestly, like if you're going to completely like ignore majority of the lore to do your own thing, don't call it that. Like it doesn't make sense to do that. And at the end, um, spoiler alert, um, John, who is, who is master chief, um, basically dies and Cortana takes over his body. So Master Chief isn't John. It's fucking Cortana in a Spartan suit. Master Chief is a woman now. Master Chief is a woman in a, ma- is a, woman in a man's body. So, so he's trans, trans now. I guess. But, 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 but honestly, Cor- well, Cortana's not really a woman. She's an AI. So We've, we've predicted the second season. The, the trans Master Chief. It's, it's just dumb. Like, it's like... The writing could have been better. They're, you know, like, I understand you can't cater to everybody. And you know, the Halo f- fanboys are some of the most toxic. And I get that. But at least look at the lore. They they even said, we didn't even look at the video games. We didn't even talk about the video games. We didn't even play the video games. So they didn't. We didn't even play the video games. Huh? We didn't even play the video games. They didn't even look at the games. They didn't even talk about the games. They didn't. They, they wanted to make the show nothing about the game. Okay, there's plenty of written lore out there. Go off that. But they didn't even do that. They just looked in the names, backstories here. Cool, we're going to talk about just parts of that. So anyway, let's talk about TikTok now. Because I'm losing my voice. So TikTok rolls out a Twitch-like feature. I think we all saw this coming, though. How do I minimize this? Minimize. This bar up here is just taking up a quarter of my fucking screen. The comic book gaming? I don't think you can. Of course not. So TikTok is taking a page from Twitch's book with a new feature that allows people to subscribe to the content creators who produce videos they're fond of. Doing so grants subscribers exclusive perks such as custom emotes specific to that content creator, badges that signify a subscription is held, and more. The feature has started rolling out already on TikTok for users who play around with. For users to play around with but it seems that the subscriptions are not widely available for everybody at this time. Users, users can already follow people on TikTok to keep up with their videos, but this new feature is directly tied to the platform's live function. Clearly. Through these live subscriptions, uh, creators get a new source of monetization, while their fans get some perks and more direct way to show support. 
Today, we're introducing a live subscription, a monthly subscription for TikTok uh, on TikTok for people to show their appreciation for their favorite live creators. TikTok said this week in a post on its site, live subscription will initially be available to invite only creators this month and will become available globally over the coming months. Over on the app itself, landing page for new TikTok features has been set up to describe its various benefits. The subscription only perks include custom emotes, sub badges to stand out from the crowd, sub only chat where only those who've subbed will be able to speak with the content creators. That's going to get abused. Yeah. And unique gifts that only subs can send. Well, As- it, it might not. It might honestly, especially for TikTok, the way TikTok chat tends to be, it, it might help a lot. Because if, if someone is a large enough content creator, that'll help them out. Because like the, it seems like the most toxic people are in TikTok chats and comment sections. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> that, that is very true. They know they can get away with it there, whereas YouTube and Twitch and all of them have, have kind of made it to where you can't really do that anymore. You, I mean, you can, but it's harder. So as the announcement said, this feature is currently in the invite-only stage and will presumably stay that way for the rest of the month. If you look for hashtag live subs on TikTok, you'll see users are already advertising that they've got subs enabled for those who want to subscribe. To do so, all you have to do is wait for someone to go live and follow them, at which point you should see an option to sub to their channel. A quick look at that feature in the app shows that even if someone has subscriptions enabled, their subscribe button could be grayed out with a message saying that subscriptions aren't yet available for that person. So you may not be able to subscribe to your favorite content creator just yet. TikTok isn't the first to offer to create uh, offer a creator-specific subscription option, and neither is Twitch. But TikTok's version of this feature bears the most likeness to the one available on Twitch. TikTok yeah. did not discuss pricing options for subs its announcement of course they didn't that's gonna be one of the things that could be very detrimental for twitch with as much as youtube is changing the game for their streaming platform and all these creators are going to youtube because youtube gives a shit youtube actually cares about its platform. <laughs> they care about and discoverability and growth yeah. and they have the money to do well it's their own company, so they're investing into it, whereas Amazon is like, we don't really care about you. And I, Twitch is just continuously making shitty decisions. I wonder, like, how is the YouTube streaming thing going right now? Have they, like, made any, like, improvements? Yeah, so they have raids now, and they have gifted subs. Do they really? Yeah. I don't know. What about um, chat engagement stuff, like Bit or, like, uh, channel... Re- point redeems and all that stuff so, i think all that stuff is in the is coming like they're they are working on all that but they i think they were doing the the major stuff that people wanted and the stuff that people would want to switch for in the first place like content creator wise yeah like the money aspects so they can nail that down and they can add everything else i still want to <clears throat> i might actually tinker around with it a little bit to kind of like figure it out the only thing is, is like, uh, my, um, it's going to be the same though, as like how affiliation is to where to become monetize monetizable, you've got to have the thousand subs or whatever to be able to do it. Essentially like how making affiliate is before you can get monetized. Yeah. 
I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still curious to see if any time this year or any of uh, YouTube changes are going to roll out. I, I want to know. I want to see it. I want to try it. TikTok is going to be interesting because that's the way that you use TikTok is completely different. It's like a, it's a scroll based thing. So if you're not immediately catching someone's attention or interested, swipe, you're gone. They're going to somebody else, whether it's another live stream or another video entirely. Like their their attention capture aspect is taking shit to a whole new level. And yeah. the Twitch honestly can't compete with that. Well, the aspect. thing is with TikTok, you have to have you got to be doing something to constantly get grab attention because people are always scrolling through it. Yeah. So, so you're for some kick around. So for YouTube videos, it's easy. Cause like, you know, they're already, they're recorded and posted. So you could, your attention grabber can be at the very beginning and then you can just roll with the rest of your shit from there. With TikTok, you have to constantly sustain the attention grabbing thing. Otherwise yeah. no yeah. one's going to watch you. One swipe. Away. You got that's why you got the guy with the fucking fake money in his nose and in his hat, and he's just like, "I got my cappuccino, I got my cappuccino, yeah, I got my cappuccino." It's like people just doing that on TikTok. It's so fucking annoying, by the way. And dude spray painting his face and just like, and then like you have the chick that's like pretending to get fucked from behind while she's reading a book. That was on my fucking feed for a while. I'm like, why is this a thing? Why? I think I think that's an actual porn category. It is, but a lot of them are not really getting fucked while they're doing it. There's like one or two that really are, and the guys in the background like saying shit, and he's like, you can see his hands and shit, and that's it. And she's like reading a book, and then like he's talking to chat while she's reading the book. He's like trying to distract her from reading. It's so weird. I don't understand. <laughs> it's it's weird. I don't understand it. It's just I don't get it, man. I'm like, you know, there's kids on this fucking app, right? I don't know, man. Yeah. So what are your plans for the rest of the Memorial Day weekend? Um, Probably not shit. Going to be more time with stuff. Probably some video games here and there. Yeah, that's essentially it because I got a four-day. Yesterday is already gone. Today is mostly done. Yeah, I'm not on a, on a four-day. Tomorrow I'm going to a cookout, and then I got a... I have some homework I got to do. I got to catch up on some stuff. So, oh, you know what? Speaking of TikTok, I had a meeting for with Tiltify the other day for Reverend Warriors because yeah. they're still in their they're still in their beta phase for the nonprofits to be able to add to videos and whatever for people to donate to. Yeah, and I'm trying to petition for us to get added to it because they're like. You've been working on that for a while, though. Uh, we had a meeting last year, and we they just they said that they were in beta. And they didn't know how long it was going to take. I was like, all right, cool. We'll see how long that takes. I didn't expect the beta to be this fucking long. No one usually does. Yeah, and they're they're saying basically the only people that they're truly really adding are major people, the ones that people donate a lot of money to, and they want one they want to see their pages at least at least like a hundred thousand followers and we're at i think 89 or 90k so we're close but she said we if we can get some more famous veterans to kind of vouch for us to help push us to being added is what i'm kind of pushing for with mama and nate right now 
Because, I mean, we already we had those connections. And I'm me and the, a couple of the TikTok guys for the social media team, I'm gonna we're going to be making a TikTok video basically petitioning other veteran TikTokers and content creators to make a little video tagging Tiltify to add us to the to their thing for TikTok. I wonder if Rocco will do it. I mean, I'm sure he probably would. It's it's literally going to be like a 10 second video where we're just like, hey, we're tilt, we're tagging Tiltify to petition for a Rebel Warriors to be added to be able to be donated to on videos on TikTok, and then going from there. And the more the more one the more people that we get to do it, and then the more famous and well known content creators do it. It's it's there's no way they can deny it. Because Tiltify likes us. Tiltify is all for us. They're one of the things. Like, I mean, they still have their business aspects, so we can't get shit for free that another nonprofit has to pay for. But they're really cool. I, I liked the Tiltify lady. She was really cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll you know, I might make a tweet about it and tag Rocco. Do it. Speaking of, when's he coming on? Still working on the scheduling thing. I mean, he just wrapped up filming for uh, the this new season of Mayans. So they uh, they did the premiere and everything in April. Now we're in May. <clears throat> um, his schedule, obviously, his schedule is pretty fucking nuts compared to like ours. So, um, he's probably spent. I think he's spending some time with the family and stuff. So he's you know, we're kind of keeping it open for some time in the summer. But yeah, it's kind of the plan. I want to get it done sometime this year. So that's gonna be a that's gonna blow you up on that one. Oh. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I don't want it to blow up too much. That's when you get that's when you get because then the then the pressure for consistency <laughs> and and accurate the consi- the the pressure for putting out good content is gonna be insanely amplified and I'm just trying to yeah. prepare myself for it because I'm like, listen. <laughs> It's tough I to. I think if they like what is already out there, what? Like if they already like, if they like what we've already produced and what we're currently producing, they'll stick around. Yeah, I mean, like, how many veteran-run gaming podcasts are there? Probably not many. I don't imagine that there is. So that's why I'm trying to get ahead of it. I've been trying for like two years now. I mean, these things are slow burns; they take time. I'm not like expecting overnight success. I'm just gonna keep doing my thing until you know, and if it happens, it happens, and if not, then we're just gonna keep doing it. So, but listen, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like the video, like the video, subscribe to the channel for more. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go make dinner because I'm starving. So, I'm gonna go eat some of this chicken and potatoes. Have a good have a good weekend. Have a safe weekend. Don't add to the population. Mm. Don't subtract to the population. Don't beat your Absolutely. wife. Don't beat your kids. Don't beat your dog. To go to jail. Stop this dominance quickly. Yeah. Deny everything. Make counter accusations. Wrap so. it before you tap it. And wrap it before you. Fucking don't be silly. Wrap your willy. Okay. That's coming from the doc. You don't don't want to have to show up to fucking sick call on Monday and have to get a clearing rod done on you. Yeah, I'm not trying to see another dick. Yeah, no more, no more. Like, it burns when the pi was wearing a condom, and like, this is your fifth time here in two months. This is not you. You're definitely lying to me. 
I'm telling you, it's the it's where I had I developed the question, the follow up question of did you wear it the whole time, and the answer is always no, no. So that's so we weird to me. Started. Why would you start and then not wear it the whole time? Because in their mind, they're like, oh, I, I put it on, but I took it off. Okay, so we could have just skipped this whole portion of this conversation, and you could have just said, no. <laughs> Fucking people, man. Why is there a tree growing out of my dick, Doc? I don't understand. Couldn't tell you, man. That's like saying I, I put the key in the ignition, but then I took it out. Why is the car not starting? Essentially. Man, fucking people are dumb, dude. People are dumb. Anyway. Military people. Yeah, military people are dumb. So anyway, uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight, Doc. Welcome welcome back for your your uh, first episode back in, in months. Yeah. Your first official episode back in months. So, all right, guys. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Thanks for watching. And I will see y'all in the next one. Have a good night. Glory, glory.